Welcome to a brand new episode of Cold Chinese Food. I am your host, Aisha Redux. I wanted to do an episode on giving back, being of service, and altruism. In the midst of this global pandemic, the hearts and minds of everyone become clearer. Become clearer to us all, especially the angels amongst us. Today we have Jacqueline Norville, and uh, she is also known as Brown Bag Lady. Brown Bag Lady is an organization established in Los Angeles that prepares meals and hands them out to the homeless. And um, I was just so fascinated, of course, and and just kind of amazed by by this initiative. And I really kind of wanted to delve into like the soul and spirit of it. So Jacqueline will, is joining us today, and I'm going to ask her some questions about Brown Bag Lady. Jacqueline, welcome to Cold Chinese Food Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Good to be here. Great to be here, actually. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure, sure. Thank you for coming. And um, I just, I guess just let's start out with you telling us about Brown Bag Lady and the origin of it. Okay, okay. So Brown Bag Lady actually uh, started in 2014, and I was leaving a Laker game, and uh, the car went east instead of west, and we ended up on Skid Row on a Friday night. And, you know, people have said, oh, yeah, I work downtown, I've walked through Skid Row, or I've driven there, you know, but on a Friday night, and you see people, you know, burning trash, just trying to warm their hands and peeking out of a tent and um, just the desperation in the eyes, man, it, it bothered me and it bothered me all weekend. So when I went back to the office, I work full time. When I went back to the office, I was telling all of my friends, like, we have to do something. And people were like, you're a single mom. What are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, you drive by and you're like, oh, no, they don't have shoes. Somebody should should do something about that. Well, it dawned on me, I am somebody. And you put a bunch of, oh, one bodies together and you can create a ripple effect, a, a, a movement, which is what Brown Bag Lady has ended up being without even trying to do that. So we started out the very first time, let me backtrack. The very first time we went down, I took some of my Christmas bonus money and I made about 70 meals in my small kitchen. And we went down and it was kind of a lesson for my son who was off at college and came home, wanted to see where his head was at. So I was like, this year we're not going to exchange Christmas presents, the biggest gift we can give is someone a meal and some warmth. So we took a few, you know, jackets and hoodies that we don't wear anymore and took it downtown. And we popped that trunk Christmas morning on Skid Row. And uh, man, we were swarmed. 70 meals. I am not exaggerating. I couldn't hand off quick enough. Boom, boom, left, right, left, right. I 
I think it was 10 minutes and 70 meals. We were wiped out and my son had taken some of his hoodies and I took a couple jackets and some sweats and, you know, that was December. And, and that bothered me all just, I kept thinking about those people and, and, you know, them asking, do you have a blanket? Do, do you have a toothbrush? Do you have, and I was like, no, no, I just, I just, I, I have some food. I, I made some turkey and some greens and some yams and dressing. And they're like, this is wonderful, but you, you got any deodorant. You have socks, socks, you have it. So all year I asked the attorneys, I work at a law firm to please keep me, keep uh, their toiletries for me when they go on business trips. So the following year I did stockings, which was a long tube sock, old school, like Dr. J used to wear, stuffed them with shampoo, conditioner, toothbrush, toothpaste, and handed out stockings, which was a pair of socks and all their toiletries. And this year, all year, I asked people, hold that jacket you don't want anymore. Hold those jeans that you, you know, don't want anymore. So we had it all organized. And then by year three, people at my office were like, look, girl, I'm tired of you walking around asking everybody for $20. <laughs> we're going to make you a 501c3. So, you know, such a blessing because I used to be like, oh, this firm is so boring. Like it's so boring working in this office, but you never know what path you're being led down and why, because many, many times my friends were like, you should go work at an entertainment firm, you know, firm girl, you're in Beverly Hills. You can get free tickets. But I was like, no, stay right here at this little labor and employment law firm. And so they filed all my paperwork. I became a 501c3 in 2014. And it has just been, you know, and, and, you know, there's also naysayers that you shouldn't listen to because one of the attorneys came to me and said, this is wonderful, wonderful, but. So, you know, when you hear, you know, no offense, but in the big scheme of things, what you're doing what is that going to do? Because, you know, there's almost 70,000 homeless people in L.A. County alone. Wow. You know, it, it, it's just, you know, when when someone says like, oh, in the big scheme of things, you know, what is that going to do? But it's not, you know, it went from 100 brown bag lunches on the first Sunday of every month when we started officially in March of 2014. So the first Sunday of every month, we went down and we had all our stuff organized and it was wonderful. Then when the pandemic hit in March, we were all sent home, told we were working remotely. And so I made some food that night and took it out. And the stench was overwhelming. Like it, I was blown away. And, you know, you see the same people all the time. So you kind of know them and you get a relationship mm -hmm. and you know their story. So it was disheartening to say the least that, you know, everything was closed down and they had nowhere to go to the bathroom. They couldn't go into the fast food restaurant that they oh. usually sneak into at midnight and wash up and go to the bathroom and get a free soda and play crazy with their commuter mug and, you know, get the soda from the fountain. That was not happening anymore. So they were desperate. I mean, there were no porta potties. There were no hand washing stations. This was just uh, March 18th. And so we just, that very first week, we went out every single day. And when I tell you we were exhausted, I was to the point of, 
I was just wiped out. But every time you think, oh man, my car is old or, oh man, my bed is, I need a new mattress. You go out and you see these people that are just thrilled to see you come with, I boil a chicken, make some chicken noodle soup, chop up some celery, make some, you know, cut up some carrots and boom, you got chicken noodle soup. So, you know, it just, it also, it, it puts things in perspective for myself also. And it, and it, it just blows my mind that, that we are one of the richest nations in the world. And, you know, people are, have this misconception that everybody homeless is on drugs. I met this lady living in her car and she was a secretary for years, lost her job. She's, you know, 55. She's like, who's hiring a 55, you know, year old secretary when there's these 22, 25 year olds out here. And so she was able to pay her rent with her savings. I think she said for about six months, rent in Los Angeles is insane. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. So she was able to pay her rent for a little bit and then, you know, borrowed from family and friends and then ended up in her car and no drugs, no, you know, no substance abuse, no mental illness, just fell on hard times, you know, and you got to think if you don't have a family member like that uncle or that aunt or your grandma, where you could be like, dude, I need my clutch went out on my car. Or, oh, you know, can I borrow $2,000 and I'll pay you back, you know, $200 a month for however many months. If you don't have that kind of family member, we're all just like a paycheck or two away from being in trouble, myself included. Mm -hmm. I've, you know, I live in a duplex in Los Angeles. The owner of the building lives upstairs. I've been here since 96 and it's funny because you'll see, you'll see how racist your friends are because he sued me from running a business from my house because he wants me out because I'm under, I don't know if you guys have it all over, but in LA we have rent control. So you yeah, can only go up on a person's rent 3%. Uh -huh. So he sues me and everybody's like, girl, he white, isn't he? He's Jewish. <laughs> no, he's not. Oh girl, I know. I know. He's Korean. You know them Koreans, girl, <laughs> they don't play about their money. Nope. No, he's not Korean and he's not Jewish. When I say he's black, oh. you could see the shoulders drop, the air. Oh, they're just so disappointed. You know, like, mm. yes, it's a black man doing this to this sister. Been here with my little boy, moved in here when I when he was five. He's now 29. So, you know, everybody in LA is not old. Oh, Kumbaya, good job, Jackie, rah, rah, rah. Bottom line, money is green. And that's to some people is the only color that counts. And, you know, everybody, everybody will, you know, has a, not everybody's path is easy. So, you know, I understand. I really, truly understand what the homeless are going through and, and how it is if you fall on hard times. It's scary. LA is an expensive city gas everything one thing about la for sure i mean yeah thank you for for all that information there's so much to take in there um la certainly is a city of great disparity you know and um i mean i, I don't want to compare it to my experiences of of like when i w was in west africa and you know third world countries but like seeing 
sort of like an elite class of people and people that are totally destitute side by side is is mm-hmm. is very jarring and it also kind of how desensitized people are yes and um it kind of makes me wonder um if there's an actual like maybe predisposition or gene that that makes that creates people like you you know people that are willing to to kind of step out there and help and and be more than just oh i need to do that or oh i need to donate but the fact that you actually got up and did it and then you actually created a movement that that's 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 different <laughs> it's different it's heroic it's amazing thank you so i wanted thank to you. know how how you feel about that like because you you've been in several situations where when you kind of have to talk to people and kind of urge different people to get involved mm-hmm. and how 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 hard is it? How easy is it? Are there certain people that you can just tell right away and they'll be down or some people that you have to kind of incentivize? Are there some people that are just definitely just like not with it? Like what is your understanding of people based on just altruism and being of service? It, it's funny. It's funny you touch on that because I don't know if you've ever seen that little meme and it says your energy introduces you before you even say your name. Mm-hmm you can tell who's really into it or who just wants to go and get a picture. Ah. I've seen so many and, and, you know, so many people go down and just back on you know, taking a picture as opposed to somebody who's won't even give me their Instagram because I, I, I will take photos because I want people to see like, this is what's a couple reasons. This is what's going on five miles from your house. And this is where your money that you've donated and your backpacks and your sleeping bags and your tents that you donated, this is where they're going. And a lot of times the homeless want me to take a picture because they want to see what they look like. And I'll ask somebody, you know, hey, I just made a, all this coffee. That's a cool shot of you taking a sip with your hand on the cup. And if they say no, I will not take a picture. But a lot of times people appreciate and want they want their picture taken. And you can tell with the volunteers who is really in it. Who you just you just know. And there are people that come consistently and and some of the volunteers that come they're youngsters. Like they they're everybody's in their 20s and you know to be that giving at such a young age and we call it feet on the street and a lot of times you know people are like what church are you from and it's so crazy that people think we have to be from a church Hmm. to be doing this work you know and and i i needed to clarify one time with a young lady because she said something like oh i know you're not in the church i said no 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 I love the Lord. Don't get it twisted. I love the Lord, but I don't feel like I need to be in a building to and memorize a scripture Mm -hmm. and know that him to be able to be walking in faith. I, I, I feel like when you're driving down the street and you see an elderly person, instead of you honking your horn and yelling and annoyed that it's taking them so long to get across the street. How about you get out and help them? But people just don't think. I don't. 
I don't know where, when the switch goes off for some people. I don't know how you don't have compassion for someone that has less than you, you know? And and I don't know, you know, and, and a lot of people, a lot of the attorneys actually I work with, they're like, hey, I, I'm never going to go downtown. I'm just letting you know, I will never go down to Skid Row, but I will write you a check. And you know what? That check is just as important as the bodies that help me separate the clothes every week. I get a lot of great donations, but I'm one person. So the volunteers that come over on a Thursday and we sit here and we're laughing and joking, we make margaritas, we're talking and we're folding all those clothes you see in my van, they didn't magically appear. We had to go and pick them up and we had to fold them. We try and put them on by size and we do men on this side and ladies on this side, feminine hygiene products. So, you know, it's, it's every little thing counts and it, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see a community come together. And I think COVID, the way COVID hit, I think it really made people stop and look within. Like, what the hell am I doing outside of myself? Mm. Well, damn, I sat up and bought those Chanel combat boots and I ain't been able to wear those right. one time in eight months. And right. oh, then there's, there's my Gucci. Gucci wallet. Okay. But what's inside the Gucci wallet? I mean, come on, we got to work together. So it, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. There's a group of ladies, they call themselves the cookie coalition. She started, she just called herself that off the top of her head. She saw what I did, sent me a DM, likes to bake. I think we probably had 400 baked goods last weekend, all from scratch. Red velvet cupcakes, chocolate chip cookies, wow. oatmeal raisin. It's just a group of ladies and they come, they drop off. And so with our meals, we're able to give these delicious cookies. I mean, come on. And then, and now more and more restaurants, somehow the word is spreading and restaurants are donating these amazing meals just by word of mouth. Trust me. I don't know a famous person. I don't know anybody that, you know, it's not like my uncle is a CEO of Sony studios. And if you're nice to me, he's going to get you a meeting. No, these are just every ordinary day people being extraordinary. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about your affiliates. Cause, um, that's something that's, that's very interesting to me. Like when, when one single person starts something and then, like you said, people, you have some pretty interesting affiliates. I saw you have like a, a Lay's, you have Vans. Yeah. You, um, you were on Ellen, I think, once. You no, um, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly, I'm sorry, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, um, Kelly Clarkson. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, tell me about your affiliates and, and how it's that's crazy. going. It really is because people ask me, like, they're like, you know, so who does your marketing? Who does your, <laughs> I'm like, right here you're looking at her and you know people people often say like you know you need to let somebody take over your instagram it's too much i can't because this is my baby Mm. this isn't something like you know i work at this company and then a bunch of people get together and 10 people do this is my baby i started from my two-bedroom apartment that we just you know, we're like the little engine that could. So every picture I post, I, I sit back, I look at my Instagram. I'm like, okay, we helped this dog. This dog got stabbed. You know what? People need to see that the homeless love their pets and how close they are to their animals, oh. you know? So 
it's crazy. I got an email from a lady saying my friend may have a few um, sleeping bags and tents. And so the lady's email was like, you know, Susie Smith at Gmail. So it didn't have a company name or anything. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for everything we get. But the way I met her is because someone had dropped off dog supplies. And the girl that dropped off the dog supplies tutors one of the executives at Van's children. She and I were chatting. One word led to another. She told her. They, they set me up for a Zoom call. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there. I'm thinking it's just me and this lady. All five. Boop. Five names pop up. I'm like, damn, this is a lot of people for, you know, four sleeping bags, 40 sleeping bags, but okay. Come to find out, it's all the big wigs at Vans and they're donating 1,600 pair of shoes, wow. raincoats, 500 baseball caps, 300 shirts, Bravo. I mean, 800 pair of socks. And I'm like, what? You know, and uh, I mean, just, just, you know, just because they saw what we were doing and they like it and they have been amazing. And then, you know, Mastro Steakhouse, just they're out in Malibu, very swanky, fancy, high end. They donated meals last weekend. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it, it blows my mind every time I got an email and someone said, you know, Hey, we, you know, we saw your work in the community we'd like to highlight you. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm flattered. Next thing I know, I'm doing an Amazon Lace commercial. Wow. So, you wow. know, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to me. It really is. It, what's amazing is like, you, you get to sort of, in, in doing all this work, you get to see a side of life that most people don't, and a side of humanity that most people don't even think exists. Because we live in this kind of like rat race centered world and it's like, get to the top, get, you know, do what you have to do. But you actually get to see these corporations make donations. Yes. You get to see the youth change. You get to see yes. people change from from your your generosity. Like you really get to experience life in a very amazing and, and blessed way. And that's pretty awesome. It Thank you. And, and you know what? It's good. I, I kind of want to let the young people know, you know, because speaking of the rat race, everyone feels like, okay, they have to go to college. As soon as they graduate, they got to get this job. If they're not working in their, you know, in, in their field, then something's wrong. It was a waste. I have all these student loans and, you know, everybody's path and everybody's purpose, it will happen when it's time, I sunk my life into my son, making sure he got to college. I never went to college. That was my, I wanted to be able to offer my son a college education. And so when that was done and he started doing his own thing, then you know what? That's when I really slowed down and I looked around. So I started Brown Bag Lady at 50. So, wow. you know, you can't, you can't put like, oh, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm 35. Or, oh, I haven't missed, met him yet. I'm 33. Or, oh, God, I'm getting to be 40. Who's going to marry a 40-year-old? And you shouldn't define yourself by like a relationship or I'm not, you know, I'm not fit enough. I'm not, 
I don't have this degree. Everything is going to happen. Stop spinning like a hamster on a wheel. Mm. You're going to go crazy. Just live your life and be a good person. And things will unfold when they are supposed to. I mean, the fact that I spent two Christmases ago with Shaka Khan at my house. That's amazing. Chilling. And then she, she and I text all the time now. And I was at her house and I was texting my brother on my way to her house. I was like, dude, I'm <laughs> driving to Shaka Khan's house. Like who, and, and you know, it, it would be different. Like, you know, there are some amazing people, you know, there are some amazing performers, but I am a huge Shaka Khan fan. Oh, Just, wow. I used to spend my last dollar on her. And I mean, I have been a supporter from her ups, her downs, her rehabs, her comeback, her doing it again. So how did I, that come about then? How, how did how did you end up being a fan and then you're going to-, to How her- crazy is that? Yeah, I, I remember I spent my last little bit of rent money to go see <laughs> her at the Wiltern. And I was probably 23. And then I got a phone call because a guy I went to high school with, which I did not know, was doing video stuff for her. And somehow he mentioned Brown Bag Lady. I got a phone call and I'll never forget it because they were like, hey, Shaka Khan is interested in volunteering with Brown Bag Lady. And I'm sorry, I'm going to curse. I'm going to go. I said, right, bitch. And I'm Halle Berry (laughs) sitting in this dumb office cubicle. Silence. And I go, hello. <laughs> yes, um, uh, Shaka Khan is interested in volunteering with Brown. I was like, wait, is this not? Because it's like, I love Shaka Khan. I love Al Green. And I was diehard Whitney Houston. You mm-hmm. could not tell me shit about Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. That was my girl. So for somebody to be calling me about Shaka Khan, I was like, what? what? And then last year, Jesse J. Oh, wow. I get a DM. I love her. And I call my nephew and I go, dude, who's Jesse J? He goes, Are you? Oh, she's Aunt amazing. Jackie? Are you kidding me? He goes, Remember a couple of years ago, you said, Ooh, that girl's voice is beautiful. And I told you she was white. And you were like, What? <laughs> so I'm like, Well, she sent me a DM and she wants to come volunteer at Christmas with her mom and dad who were flying in from England. So last year I'm kicking it with Jesse J. She's like, what do you need? What do you need love? No, like I need you to go over there, girl, put these tags (laughs) on my stockings, which are tube soft, put those toys. She was like, okay, love. Then paparazzi's there because apparently she had just broken up with Channing Tatum. Oh yeah. Okay. Somehow (laughs) I end up my profile and my friends were dying. They're like, only you would. And then I'm buying somebody groceries because she was ahead of me. And I end up on DL Hughley's Instagram wow. and the friggin' video goes viral. I'm like, what is, but this yes. is how things happen to me. Yes. That's I mean, how- you manifested it. You manifested it because of, you know, the, the source of it is all pure. It's all light. And you, you know, you're helping people. So it's coming back to you. It's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah. I may just be crazy enough because one of the attorneys that I work with was like, no offense, but how are you going to sustain this? Like, you know, how Jack, you, you're feeding these people. And, and I was like, dang, you know what? And I honestly, I never even thought about, I never thought about how it's going to work. I just knew it would. 
I just mm. knew that we were going to feed folks and this was going to work and people were going to love it because this shit is real. It's real. And it has, I mean, and that's why now we go to high schools in underserved communities and we had a couple extra dollars. So I was like, I'm going to give away two $1,000, you know, community service. And of course there's always the shining stars. This girl was on track and she was straight A student. And you know, this guy, he was really wonderful. And he participated on these, all of these activities. So they were a shoe in for sure. But this one girl wrote this submission and she said, I remember the first time I had to give a book report in front of the class, I was shaking like a Polaroid picture. And I was like, <laughs> that's my girl right there. And my board was like, Jackie, you cannot give anybody a thousand dollars just because she's brown like you. And I was like, actually I can. And actually <laughs> I will. I, I, and you know, you're supposed to have, you know, a couple of the board of directors were like, you know, they should have a 2.5. I was like, sometimes a 2.5 is hard to maintain. You got to catch a bus. You have younger siblings. You know, you have all these outside distractions. So I really did. You know, that's one thing I love because it's brown bag lady and I am brown bag lady. You are. So if I see something, I don't want to go over and be like, hey, I saw this family. It's Thanksgiving. Does everybody want to read the submission and we all vote? No, I like them. And I'm a hell of a judge of character. And if I feel it, I can't. I gave a family... They won the $500 Thanksgiving giveaway and I was able to give each child a brand new pair of Vans because of the donation from Vans. And I just keep thinking about this family. I mean, they had a one bedroom apartment, no curtains. They have some sheets up on the window and I mean, you know, you walk in and you just feel the love of this family. And they ended up stopping by my house on Thanksgiving because they make uh, pumpkin pies and uh, they wanted to come over. And people were like, oh, you shouldn't give out your home address. Like you just, just I was like, come on over, y'all. So, you know, it's just you you can't not get connected to these people. The girl, the mom works part time at Disney got laid off, put on furlough, fired. Disney's, you know, let go of all those employees. She's got these children and they are the sweetest family you ever want to meet. So, you know, you see these people, I see people every weekend that I, you know, go out and I'm serviced with and you can't not feel a connection, you know, like that saying, we're all just be kind. We're all just walking each other home, wow. you know, like, I don't know. I don't know how, you know, and I'm not saying everybody has to be down on skid row and, you know, doing the nitty gritty like I do, but we really, really, I think COVID has made everybody stop and take a long, hard look within. Um, I mean, speaking of COVID, like, like, like you mentioned earlier when we were speaking before we went on, one of the things <laughs> that, that, that was like kind of, uh, surprised me even more was that in in the midst of like the the covid rollout you know the global pandemic you were like well business as usual 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was like, you know, we're about to experience a panic. You're like, we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Like you were like just really blase about it. And I was like, wow. And then I saw the photos and I post I reposted it on my Instagram and everyone was just like, wow, like who is this woman? <laughs> and then like the meals that you were preparing, they were just like so beautiful and like there's Thank a video you. of you, you and your team and everyone just kind of like having fun and just like, you know, creating this this experience, you know, creating yes. this energy and putting it out there. So tell me about COVID and, and tell me about your team, like the people that you work with and what a typical day is like when you guys go for, you know, go out there. So. You know, I got a lot of uh, flack for, I guess it was my attitude about that first, I guess it was like from March 18th to the middle of April. People were like, you're taking this lightly. I'm like, I'm not. I'm in a full-blown hazmat suit. And you know, when it first hit, people were like, oh, don't touch your eyes. Don't wipe your nose. Don't, you know, don't scratch your ear. So I went to the paint store we got full-on top to bottom paint suits zipped it all up we got eye goggles we got foot coverings that covered our shoes so we didn't track anything back in the house we'd leave those outside before we walked in the house it was myself my niece ebony my niece erin a young lady michelle Bo, and it was the the five of us plus ended up being there was a young man that would cut hair with us he'd meet us downtown he was a new transplant from indiana so somehow we got connected and he would cut hair for us for hours for the homeless Wow. He heard that we were going out and he's like, I want to be a part of that part. And I was like, no, no, like, it's okay. Like, I appreciate you cutting the hair on the first Sunday. He's like, nah, I want it. So now he calls me moms. So everybody <laughs> thinks he's my son. He's like moms. And there's a sweet innocence to him. And he's in all my pictures. His name is Charles. Love him. And his, his enthusiasm, he's got this boyish innocence. Like, you know, and I don't, and I look at them. I don't think, I think the oldest person is 33. And I look at these volunteers that like one of us, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm very aware of COVID and I'm very, you know, we wear our gloves, we wear our masks, we have hand sanitizer everywhere. But like I told my niece, I was like, dang, I go, you know, somebody sent me a DM and they're like, hey, you guys need to be careful. She goes, honey, just write back and tell them we are covered in the blood of Jesus. And I, was like, I knew that was coming. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was like, yes. So, you know, it's just, I don't know. We just get out there and I don't want anyone to ever think we take it lightly. I have had very dear co-workers be very sick from COVID and one actually passed away, but mm. you know, we just, we, I don't know. I, I'm not afraid. I am not. And I will not, you know, and, and one guy came to volunteer and actually he pulled up on us as we were passing out food. And he's like, you know, I'm very disappointed in my church. Like this is when 
we need the church the most. And yeah. they're like, oh, we can't, yeah. we can't go out. This is, and I was like, look, I can't get into that. I'm not going to point fingers at this nonprofit or this charity or that church closed down or, you know, they should be doing a coat drive. You know, I'm a one woman show over here with, you know, five solid volunteers. That's I'm not pointing any fingers at everybody does what they feel that they can do. But we I am proud to say since March 18th, we have never missed a Sunday. Never. And I'm talking everything is cooked in my little kitchen. Everything is fresh. Everything is made with love. We some weekends we do cobbler, some weekends we do red beans and rice, some weekends we have the cookie coalition. But we just, you know, we just we weren't paralyzed by fear. And I'd be lying if some mornings I don't wake up and my heart isn't like, mm -hmm. okay, I've bitten off a little bit more than I can chew here. Because in addition to this, I work full time at the law firm still. So how do you yeah, so that's definitely something that I'm I'm curious about that that those moments. How do you how do you realign yourself? You know, balancing you know, this and, and work. All the youngsters, they all do a sound bath. They all do yoga. They all meditate. I think about I think they all you know speak to a professional person. Mm -hmm. And I'm just out here like, let's go, let's go, let's get it. And they're like, and Jackie, you really need a sound bath. You've got to. And I was like, girl, I can't. My brain, if I, and they're like, you have to come do the sunset sound bath with us. Um, um. You better like, let them know you're the source. You are the healer. <laughs> you don't need the healing. You provide the healing. You don't need any of that. Let me tell you, I just, you know, and I mean, whatever gets you through the night, baby, that's what my mom used to say, baby, whatever gets you through the night, it's just not my thing. And I'm not against it. Maybe one day I, I need to do yoga. I do because mama's back hurts. My knee hurts. You know, I'm not getting any younger. I'm lifting these boxes, hopping in and out that band. But right now I just, I have... I, I, there's just not enough hours in the day. Like sometimes I'm up till 2 a.m. returning emails and I wake up at six o'clock trying to think, you know, think of something positive and uplifting. And homelessness is a depressing topic. Yeah. Ain't nothing pretty about it. And I only try and show the upbeat, the positive. But for every person that is grateful. There's a person cursing me out down the street and I never show it. We There were four of the biggest rats on Sunday that oh damn God. near jumped over my tennis shoes. Oh, wow. They're huge. And I saw one, this lady I know lives in her car. This rat jumped from the curb into the window and she was just, she got out, got her broom. So this must be a regular occurrence. But I don't want to show that. I'm trying to show people, like, you know, it's hard to keep upbeat and stay positive when it is some days, man, it gets to me. Mm -hmm. It is sad. You're looking in the eyes of these older gentlemen and they're just like, do you have a pair of shoes? Do you? I don't care what they look like. I'm like, well, you know, I, I don't have anything with much padding. I don't, I just have these dress shoes. I take it, baby. I just... That's sad. It looks like your uncle. It looks like it could be your dad, you know? So 
it's heavy. And so my thing I do is I just, you know, I say my prayers. I thank God for all my blessings and my path. And I just try and I just try and do the right thing, you know, but don't don't get it twisted. Bad things happen to good people all the time. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like, well, if I put it good out, only good will come up. That that's I mean, that would be, you know, an ideal fairy tale. But we live in LA, city of lost angels. So bad stuff happens every day. You just gotta brush your shoulders off, man, and keep it pushing. It's it's sad out there. I saw this one young lady, beautiful girl. And one of the volunteers like, oh, I remember her back in the day. I was like, you know her? He's like, yeah, she lived with some rapper. Heard she got on drugs. I mean, she's so pretty. And she lives in this tent under a bridge. Wow. And she just lost her way. And she is, she's striking. But the stories, the stories, like, I mean, yeah. I- I'm someone who's always just, obsessed and fascinated with memoirs you know i wrote my my own memoir i i was displaced my apartment building had burnt down when i was 17 so i Uh. lived in the shelter system i graduated from a shelter when Mm. i was 17 Mm. so um i mean people forget that people do do have these stories and these are these are human beings and not just Mm -hmm. people that you can just throw in a certain category and just marginalize Mm -hmm. What's one thing you wish people knew about about these people that you, that you feed? I wish Ooh. Sorry. I wish that people would realize that number 1 not everyone is on drugs. And I don't know a whole lot of Bible scriptures, but one, but for the grace of God, there go I. So don't you ever, you know, look down on someone and how dare we, you know, I hear so many people, oh, they should have made better life choices. That's Mm -hmm. easy Mm -hmm. for you to say when you got a mom and a dad and you're on their health insurance and mommy's still paying for your car insurance and your dad got you that job and that high rise. That's so easy to say. But to be knocked down and pick yourself back up again, knocked down, pick yourself back up again. You know, not everyone has that that mental capacity. Like, I mean, I work with some paralegals and they have a breakup and they cry every day in their office. It's a little breakup, baby. You making 200 K a year, you'll be fine, but it's heavy for them. So, you know, we can't judge what breaks somebody and what makes somebody else. It's, it's hard. LA is a man. LA is a hard city. So many actresses are here and there's, there's not just, you know, and, Small towns like where I come from, Peoria, Illinois, there's black and white. Here, you got a cute, you know, Persian girl. You got an adorable little Korean girl. You got the the Bohemian mixed girl. You got the Angela Davis, who's going to be the next, you know, we shall overcome. And I mean, there's all kind of, and the competition here, I feel so, I feel sorry for these young people. You know, everything is on social media, everything you do when you check in, when you, you know, and designer this. And so, you know, you got to have thick skin. LA is, is not a forgiving city. And 
you know, oh, you're great. You're wonderful. Oh my God, that was hilarious. Let's have lunch. You never hear from those people again. Oh, wow. You know? yeah. so it's, it's nothing <laughs> personal. People, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> one, of the, one of the volunteers is an actress and I'm like, oh my God. And I'll hear them on a Zoom meeting. Oh, you're amazing. You're so, I know, I know you're going to get this. And they don't. And I was like, girl, how do you, I couldn't do it. Yeah, my, yeah. my skin is not same thick here, like that. Same here. Yeah. So it's, you know, I just wish people would realize not everyone is on drugs. And if you would just maybe take a minute and say hello, you don't realize how important eye contact is. That is one mm. thing I tell first time volunteers and we, we treat everyone with the utmost respect. Everyone is sir, ma'am. I had to tell a young lady, she handed somebody a uh, article of clothing and she's like, you're welcome girl. And I was like, we don't, we don't speak to older women like that, but we don't speak to anyone. She's ma'am and sir. And she was like, Oh, sorry. I was like, yeah, it's okay. But you know, you, sometimes people need to be told just because you're handing, you know, somebody toiletries and a bar of soap, you don't be, you're welcome girl. And don't, don't look away and you're over here and you look into the right and you handed somebody something to the left. I don't care if it takes us an hour. You're going to be in this moment with this person and give eye contact and give them a cup of coffee. Would you like cream? Would you like sugar? We hand out over, I bought a big coffee maker and we, they love that. And just the eye contact, it, it means uh, one homeless guy told me he thanked us for always giving eye contact. And he said, you know, people think if you look at us, you'll, it's contagious. Mm -hmm. You think they think if they look at us, they're going to all of a sudden be homeless. Like it's okay to look at me. And it, that was sad. That's sad. Imagine right now how everybody's going bonkers in their home because you can't go out and have drinks with your girls and you can't go grab you know, ramen and you miss the Ethiopian food and nobody's connecting. You're sitting in your house and people are in a funk and alcohol consumption has grown and people are getting more and more therapists are booked. This is eight funky months and you still have your job. You're just working remotely. You're still in that. People are like, oh God, my COVID-20, I've gained so much weight. Imagine for years, no one even looks at you. And when they do, they look at you in disdain. Like I was talking to one of my homeless buddies. I ended up taking him lunch and it was summertime. So I sat down and I ate my food. He was eating his food and I was parked nearby and just, we were on the, you know, on the sidewalk and a lady walked by and she looked at us like, ugh. And I looked at him and I was like, dude, how did, how can you stay? Damn. And I felt like I needed to say, oh, I'm not homeless. Like, hey, that's my. And then, you know, after a minute, you're like, fuck you. You know, yeah, like, yeah, I don't have anything to prove to you. But imagine day after day after day, you're ignored. People see you coming. They walk across the street. They don't want to be downwind from you. And it's just it's it's crazy. It, but it's, we, the, it's the levels that that come with it that come with um i guess homelessness and 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 just being in the street and living that life the levels you know like the yeah. the shame and and i guess the humiliation that people project onto people is something that I, I i didn't really know about until i saw i think it was old episode of oprah and 
Mm-hmm. I think there's this homeless guy who was talking about how insecure he feels when he walks into places because of how, you know, people look at him or how he, how yeah. he feels when he walks into stores. And even what you were saying about eye contact, even on a level of just kind of just being a subordinate or whatever, like having a boss who never looks at you and, and yes. just kind of tries to assert the power, the power dynamics and, and just letting you know your place. And yes. I think, yeah, that's what we do on on a regular basis with people. And yes. it's a way of just people just kind of projecting their misery. You're not doing yeah. anything for anyone, but you're adding on to people's discontentment. Yes. <laughs> like, what are you yes. what are you doing? You know? Yes. Seriously. Like, you know, it, it reminds me of like the, when you see those movies and there's the stepchild and they're not mean but they're indifferent and that child feels that and they mm-hmm. always feel like the stepchild you're not loving and caring and oh i baked a cake you're, you're polite you're kind because you married the husband who already had a child and you're gonna wash those clothes and fold them up but you're not you're not embracing that child like you did the one that you gave birth to you know what i'm saying and some people treat other people like that in life. And that's just, it's not cool. And that speaks volumes of that person's insecurity. You know, I mean, you, you know, it's like being on a date with somebody and uh, the first thing he talks about is how much money he makes and where he went to school. Oh my God. Boring, <laughs> boring. You I mean, know, what else people... do you have to bring to the table, dude? Cause I'm funny. I know I'll make you laugh, but what you, what you working with? <laughs> <laughs> you working with a lot, Jackie. <laughs> it's, I mean, th- I, those meals, like Jesus, like I know I keep bringing it up, but like they're just <laughs> so beautiful, especially from like what what I guess I, I envision or what I was kind of used to seeing from yeah. from like homeless meals, you know, in movies and or on TV. Yeah, like these are like straight up like gourmet looking buffet meals isn't that wild like isn't it crazy (laughs) and you know what you gotta set the standard Uh you know what i'm saying Uh like when i started making this food and then people would say okay i want to help and then you know they would try and come over with a frozen i'm like oh no i'm sorry sweetheart thank (laughs) you but we make you know we make everything from scratch and they're like but I got oh, this. I'm like, yeah, wow. we don't get down like that. Like, wow. so I appreciate it. I do. I don't want you to think I'm, I don't, I'm not grateful, but you know, they get a meal, a good meal. Uh-huh. It was on the first Sunday of every month. Now it's every Sunday. So if we can't do something every Sunday, dude, Sunday dinner, like you can't, you can't do something or do, go the extra mile. Just, you know, just a little bit. It it I'm I'm amazed. Like I'm I'm truly amazed at this lady that contacted me on, you know, Instagram. Her and her husband loved to cook. They made this antipasta salad. It was like a row of the bell pepper and the row of the salami and cheese. I was like, dang. And I mean, she's like, oh, and we we brought an extra mason jar of dressing that we make with balsamic vinegar and we just chopped up some herbs. I'm like, thanks. And I mean that, 
I don't know how it's happening. Now, a, a organic farm out in Malibu, they bring fresh veggies. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's happening is, is the answer. But the food, I agree with you. The meals, I, I laugh sometimes at that, you know, and, and that's an ongoing joke. I don't let anybody have a meal. So, you know, they, they, everybody gets to my house at 12 o'clock and we leave okay. at three. Yes, please tell, 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 walk us through this. Everybody gets there at noon. Uh-huh. Yeah, you get to my house at 12 o'clock. And I hate to say my house because then, you know, just in case crazy man upstairs here is there. Oh, I told you she was running a business from her house because <laughs> all of the uh, community centers have been closed. So we meet here 12 o'clock. And from 12 to 2, and they are not late. It's not like they come strolling at 1230, 1240. I ain't even got to tell anybody, like, don't be, they get here, you know, 1145, 12. They fold clothes, they organize things a couple hours. And then we start, we make the food from two to three. We plate it and then we load everything up and we roll out and it's, it's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing to see all like when I walk in the van, have you seen the camouflage van? I saw it. I did. I oh, saw it. Oh, hello. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hello. <laughs> so when I look at this van and I, and, and, and you know, I, I slide open the door and I'll see all the men's clothes on the right and all the ladies clothes on the left. And then all the pads and the tampons and the hygiene and the socks. Sometimes I, I'm not kidding you. Sometimes I'll go in there and I just drink my coffee in the morning and just marvel at what the community has done. And what you just, created, it's what you created. It's you. Dude, it's, yeah. It, I mean, it's, I it's community, but like it's, it's the seed, you know, and it's, it's also the energy that you're watering with like the exuberance because like you said, there's so many ways of, of approaching this. Like there, 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 there could be like a somber note to it, you know, like there could yeah. be a, a feeling of I'm helping people, but at the same time, what do I do with this heaviness of this burden of this, you know, cause a lot of people are afraid of that, but you know, you, you're yes. counteracting it with all your positivity and all this like love that people are pouring into their food and like, they kind of want to be there for you too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, there's a fancy restaurant on Abbott Kinney in Venice. Abbott Kinney is a high end street in Venice. It's called Jelena. It's very expensive. They have sister restaurants and they reached out to me last week and they're like, we want to donate meals. And I'm like, I'm just blown away. Mm-hmm. The only reason I know that restaurant is because the attorneys at my office, I hear them talk about it. And I was taken there one year for my birthday. So the food is delicious. It's small portions, just beautiful, whole presentation. So they have a sister restaurant and I got a DM yesterday and they said, we would like to, you take your feet up and to provide a meal to you. And I'm like, for real? I mean, so it's a beautiful thing, Mm -hmm. you know, as restaurants are struggling and closing Mm -hmm. and, and cut off, there's a, a black owned restaurant downtown called Poppy and Rose. Young. She's got my personality. The husband, he's got curly hair, like big curly hair, like Lenny Kravitz. I think I've said two words to him in six months. I'm like, Michael, how are you? He goes, hello. 
Michael, thank you so much for, for coming in and cooking. And you're such an amazing chef. Yep. Thanks. I'm like, oh my God, this looks beautiful. What is this? Fried chicken sandwich. Oh my God. And then she's crazy and zany and dancing and loving. And, and so that, you know, now one of my coat collection boxes is in their establishment. So when restaurants are fighting and struggling to stay afloat and pay the mortgage and pay their own personal bills, this black owned restaurant by this, you know, young, beautiful couple donates meals to us every month. So every four weeks we make a date, go down there. It's always on a Tuesday. They fill up the van with food and we roll around Skid Row and pass out these fried chicken sandwiches with a red leaf lettuce, you know, salad. And it's just a, man, it's just a beautiful thing to see. It really is. It, it, I love it. it is. And I mean, I'm African, so um, like food, food is love. And, you know, it, it's just kind of like something that you can't really explain, but you sense, you know, in, in how meals are and, and how meals are prepared. And yes. that's something that I pick up from what you do. It's not just like a conveyor belt. No, but, um, no, no. And I yeah. tell people when they want to volunteer before COVID hit, we stand on a street corner. We are not in a building. So if you have a problem with, we take our folding tables. We've been on the same corner since 2014. They know they, the first time I drove down the street, and I saw this line of people look like, you know, when you see a line for the new tennis shoe out at one of those funky little shops, it was a line. And I'm looking like, well, it was kind of, they were waiting for me. They knew it was first Sunday and they knew, cause I tell them come rain or shine, hell or high water. If everybody else falls off, I will be here. So you guys, and they know. They, they start calling me on Saturday now. I don't know what possessed me to start giving out my phone number. But now a few of them, Jackie, what's on the menu for tomorrow? And I'm like, oh, shoot, we made chicken balls. We steamed little vegetables. Bo going to do all the chai. What, what's Bo doing? Bo's over there. Let me talk to him. You know, so it's it's like a, I call the one homeless guy Uncle Thomas. I'm like, Uncle Thomas, uh, 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 Jackie, you know, and, and it's funny. You, you can't see these people every Sunday for, you know, all these years and not know about their knee that they blew out or how they played basketball in high school and they got drafted, you know, to college ball or, you you know, it's, it's just, I don't know. It, it's funny. And people keep saying, okay, so what's going to happen when you meet somebody? Like what guy is going to be on board? I'm like, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, what kind of dude are you going to meet that is going to be this into home? Because it's not just Sundays. They got to come correct. Right. They do. Yeah. You, you do. Because for me to make enough food for 200 people, I start that on Friday, whatever pasta sauce I'm making. And then mm -hmm. Saturday, you know, I'm cooking that night. You know, mm -hmm. and of course I can take off and go do something. But this is my mission this is these people are my tribe mm. and this is what i think it took me 50 years 
I fell in love, broke up, fell in love again, had my heart broke, gave birth, put him through college, gave my son 100%. But now this is my time. And this is what I want to do. So if you want to do this with me, come on, baby. I will, I will, we will chug, chug, chug all the way. But, but I don't need you to complete me. And I hate when people say, oh, she's going to be a trapper. Black women, they so up. No, baby. I love me. I love who I am. And I love looking over here and seeing this young girl bending down in a tent, giving somebody a water, saying this is from Brown Bag Lady with love. And, and I love seeing this white girl over here and this this Jewish girl over here with her star of David and everybody from every race, religion coming together. And then they don't leave. Everybody want to come to my house afterwards and just, this after is a party. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I was like, I really need to show after, but you know, we start drinking margaritas and, and, and something new happens every, every time somebody notices something or you know a new a new person their eyes you could tell when someone new comes and they're just so wow like it's one thing to say wow and then you find out that people don't know skid row is a whole it's not a row somebody's like oh i thought it was a row i'm like no it's it's a whole area whole miles and miles and miles of tents and you know, discarded people. Wow. It's, it's, you know, so we got, you know, am I gonna, you know, change the world? No, but I'm gonna tell you something. I sure am gonna make a dent. Listen, you, you dented. And as you were speaking, I'm just like super inspired. (laughs) No, I'm inspired. Like I'm feeling it. I I mean, I love it. One thing I want to know is, um, two things actually. For people that are listening, what uh-huh. what do you need more of? And um, as far as like, you know, being outside of Brown Bag Lady and building a legacy and how you want this to continue on, like in the next 30, 60 years, 90 mm-hmm. years, 200 years. I think years. about that. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, I, I, I was watching a movie and the dad was a farmer and the boys went off to New York and just wanted no part of farming. And I was like, damn, what, what do people do? Like, seriously, in the real world, like, what do people do? And, and then I thought about me, like, work so hard to, you know, give brown bag lady and give back. What if nobody, what's going to happen? You know, but I see some people in my crew and I know that they will that they will catapult it when I'm old and crippled and I'm going to be like the crazy 95 year old lady with arthritis <laughs> pointing, trying to tell you how to, you know, put baby, you ain't got enough salt pork in that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I hope, I hope it continues. And I hope that someone loves it as I, I mean, I really do. I hope someone is inspired and because I get the most beautiful messages. I, I got a message from a young lady who is now in Florida and she sent me a message on Facebook and said, I don't know if you remember me. My name is Kat and used to bring me food every weekend. And the highlight of my day was seeing you pull up. Oh my God. I'm now clean. I'm with my <gasps> family. And Oof. that message uh, it meant so much to me. And I, 
there was a, a young black couple, two women, they were kicked out of their house because they had the nerve to tell their parents finally that they are gay. They weren't just best friends, they're in a relationship and they were kicked out that night. Two of the sweetest young girls, just cute, just adorable. And uh, I took a picture from the side of my nephew handing them red beans and rice one night, it's probably about five years ago, maybe four. And somehow she found that photo and commented. And she was like, hey, that's me in the picture. I just want you to know the love and the attention and just that few minutes of talking to someone mm. who was like a mother figure. And I'm just thinking it ain't nothing. You know, yeah. I'm just like, how you been? Where are your shoes? Do you need, you know, if, as long as you keep your neck warm, let me bring you a scarf. If you keep your neck warm, the rest of you will be okay. And they just be like, okay, Miss Jackie. I'm like, how old are you? And they were like, you know, 24. I'm like, so you need t- pads and tampons? And they're like, yes, ma'am. You know, so they... They remembered, and I'm thinking it ain't nothing. I'm going on down the street. But she found me and found, and she's like, we have an apartment now. I have a full-time job. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing, man. Oh, I mean, I, I can't imagine, like, that level of feeling of rewarding, knowing that you kind of paid, you, you know, you contributed to that. Like, it's listen, crazy. that's purpose. Yeah. That's purpose. Yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah. It's it's funny. There was two uh two a set of twins, guys, and they were in front of the grocery store as I was coming out and they asked it was late and they asked if I had a couple of dollars. I said, I'm I'm not gonna give you any money, but I'll give you some food. I'll run back in and get you some food. And they were like, We're just trying to get a room for the night. And I was like, it's drizzling and it's like nine o'clock at night. We're they're like, We're cold, we're from Texas. I was like, all right. I said, are you guys bullshitting me? Are you really trying to get in a room? They like, I swear, I swear, ma'am. We came out here. I said, get in my car. And they were like, what? I said, get in my car. My pit bull is back there. If you do anything, she will chew your face off, which is not true. She would have licked her face off. They get in my car. I go to a motel, not too far. I get them a room for three nights. Get the room. They're so grateful. They were so happy, so grateful. And I said, now. You tell your racist daddy that a black girl in LA got your room for three nights. And he looked, how'd you know my daddy's racist? <laughs> like, well, he? They're like, yeah, yes, yes, he is. I go, well, uh, n- not making generalization, but you guys are from Texas. The, the way you got your baseball cap turned all tight and that camouflage, you know, uh, backpack with the flag. I go, I don't know. I took a lucky guess, but you let them know that that happened. And, and they sent me a message. Mm. I don't know if you remember us. I mean, so it's just, you know, you don't know one little thing and that, you know, and you had to pay cash and they had got it for three nights. And, you know, you just hope that people do the right thing with your kindness. You know, now not everything is a hunky dory, beautiful, you know, story. This bad, bad shit happens too, but you hope, you know, you hope that people take your kindness and pay it forward and see it and, you know, do the right thing. Wow. And what they need a lot of is socks. Socks and deodorant. Oh, no, underwear. Okay. They really need underwear. Underwear? Underwear. Yeah. Okay. They really need underwear. Like, you know, people give socks. People tend to do give socks, but they need socks and they need 
They always need underwear and deodorant. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. And we give as much as we can. I mean, people are very kind and generous, but they, I don't know. I don't get many, I don't get much underwear. So they really need underwear. Okay. That's, that's really good to know. Cause we, we always just assume, you know, and even yeah. when people have like resources to give more, it's like, they just assume, let me just give this. Yeah. Let me just, let me just donate a can of cranberry sauce. <laughs> let me just keep doing that. <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know. People just, yeah. These weird, yeah. weird conclusions. But, yeah, uh, I get it. I get it. Not not everybody <laughs> wants your top ramen, baby. Right. <laughs> not over here. <laughs> but um, wow. So I was deeply moved by this, and of course I'm touched. And you know, God bless you and your efforts. And Thank I you. can't wait to to go to LA and you know be a part of this. Yes, and- please come visit when things open up. Please, I got a whole bedroom back there that's got your name on. <laughs> I appreciate that. And you I might have to scoot a box over. That. You might have to scoot a box over and, you know, move some dog food out of the way because I got a dog rescue that has our back now. But I'm, we got I'm, pull I'm, over the I'm all, um, listen, I'm down. I'm down you will for love moving it. boxes. You yeah. will love going hitting those streets with us. You will love it. There's no better feeling of giving somebody something and you know. You're not getting anything back, but that feeling of gratitude is priceless, man. Priceless. It's priceless. And so is this knowledge and inspiration that you're giving us. Thank Thank you you. so much, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you. It was was nice to finally connect with you because I've been following you on Instagram for so long. I love your page. I think it's so funny that your IG name is stupid black girl and you're (laughs) one of the most intelligent, witty best writers that I I've ever met or seen. Thank and you. I really, wow. I love your page. I just love it. I don't know how we got connected. I don't know how I started following you, but I'm glad we did. Thank you so much. Likewise, yeah. likewise. It's just Thank one of those you. things where we just, we're aligning on a similar path and yes. we'll see where we end up. But yes, ma'am. So I far, so good. <laughs> yes. Thank you. All righty. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I eat so so bright. She got the Chinese food, niggas gonna fight. Put a less brown, Chinese food. Genius, bright, genius, spicy, loving, hot, This is cold Chinese food.